hello everyone and welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Our Baseball Weekly. It's episode number 61 and we're the weekly podcast from the baseball subreddit. This week, Nime talked with Zelk, an otter hooligan from the fake baseball subreddit. Of course, you know that there is no real baseball. We will get to that. But fake baseball is uh, starting soon, from what I know. So listen to that. But first, you are hearing correctly. My name is Maz. I am back. The the undisputed queen of the podcast. <laughs> is Okay. All right. Yeah, let's tone that down a little bit. Uh, I am back. Taking a few weeks off, a lot of stuff going on, and today, I'm joined by Dylan. Hi, Dylan. What's going on? How is your week? Hey, Mess. Uh, doing pretty well with this. Uh, all this fine non-baseball happening. I think I'll need to uh, listen to the fake baseball portion of this podcast so that I actually have something worthy of following. Yes, same here. Fake baseball has always kind of been something that I've known about. They've ran a handful of those, like hey, there's spots open, come join if you want things on the sub. But it's never something I've really, like, looked into. But, uh, yeah, I think we may need to listen and maybe get involved. As... We can just be fans, you know. <laughs> that fans. too. Cheer on our favorite people as exactly real baseball is not here. Uh, I, <laughs> I guess let's let's get into it, Dylan. Um, mm-hmm. Probably the biggest news from the last week is that the pitcher and catcher report date kind of came and went for every team. I think it was usually Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, depending on the team. And the MLBPA has announced that spring training games are officially delayed. Uh, The inevitable happened, uh, at least until March 5th, which seems uh, lofty. But uh, yeah, talk about it. So I I stopped being depressed about it. (laughs) I don't think I'm going to help you stop being depressed about it. It seems we're in a pretty bad situation because it seems like based on Jeff Passan's reporting and all this other things, it just it feels like we're crawling. You know, it's 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 getting somewhere right like if it's maybe that somewhere is like two percent at a time Mm. we keep at this pace it's just a wonder you know how much longer can each of these sides you know and without breaking and you know we are officially in you know time being lost and when is that going to affect the regular season i can't imagine we're going to get 162 you know yeah we we already have lost spring training games. That's going to get pushed back, uh, you know, until the fifth. We got Universal DH. It seems everybody's kind of in agreement on. But aside from that, yeah, it just I I guess the reports that we've been seeing is that I guess both sides, or maybe it's just the owners, like figured that negotiations were going to be quick, and they were just kind of like, I guess, going to steamroll the players into a deal. Uh, but yeah. that seems like the players have been holding ground, which is good, I, I would say. Yeah, I think the past and, you know, based on the little bit that I've read or heard about this stuff from the people actually in the know, it seems like in the past, if you think about the 90s or the, you know, maybe the one that they had a few years ago, the owners have had a lot more support for like public support for the things that they, you know, like, hey, like, you know, we want to run the league too, or we want the league to happen too, but we, you know, we think players should be paid you know not exorbitantly and blah 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 and i think there's a lot more public support now for players and that i think that is emboldened the players to take a much more hey we deserve what we deserve kind of stance and i think that's where it's a little more of an impasse than what we're used to because you know yeah like i think they do deserve what they deserve and i think they're Mm going to keep going as long as they possibly can 
Yeah, and I think a lot of like quote unquote even not super casual, but I would say maybe casual baseball fans kind of know that there's problems with the sport. There's problems with like the wages the players make when yeah. they're rookies. And, you know, they don't know about arbitration and about like service time manipulation, but they know like, hmm, players need to be treated a little bit better here. So, I, yeah. yeah, I think it helps them on the public uh, public relations front. It's, it's tough explaining to people that don't follow the sport that Mike Trout can make – Thirty-five, forty million dollars a year, and Juan Soto makes six hundred thousand. Yeah, so it's 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 weird. I think especially here in New York, having a guy like Pete Alonso that mm. won the home run derby two years in a row, and like there was so many stories about how he made more money from winning the home run derby than he did right. playing baseball. So it's like you know that's kind of opened a lot of people's eyes to it. One of the the arguments that like I really hate that people bring up when they're on the side of the owners is like, oh, it's billionaires fighting millionaires and these players make enough money. And like Max Scherzer, well, he's making $40 million next year. Get out. Who cares? Blah, blah, blah. Mm. He, a guy like Max Scherzer is not fighting for Max Scherzer to make more money is the thing that right. I, I usually tell people. He's fighting for the minor league guys to make more money. Mm. You know, he's not fighting for Trout to get more money or Cole to get more money or himself. Like, it, it's not about them. It's about the minor league guys, I think, think. Think about Scherzer's career, right? He is he he was not a breakout star until kind of later in his 20s, right? He wasn't making real money until his late 20s because he was an older player. Really. Yeah, right. So he probably sees him like... Now, Max was he wasn't an immediate star, but it took him a couple of years. But like, you know, he was getting paid marginal for what he was delivering in Detroit and, you know, the other places he was playing before he got to Washington. I'm sure he puts himself in his shoes of all these other guys coming up that, you know, like it's not like obviously five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money to a lot of people. But consider the idea that a lot of these guys might last one year. Yeah, they might last two months, like, and mm. that's their MLB career, and then it's over. And then you factor all these things in, or like an injury, right? An injury could remove all of that from you, and you don't have that money, you know, that you probably deserved. So, I think there's a, I think these older players really put themselves in those younger players' shoes and think, you know, hey, they deserve better because they're the ones that teams are relying on to win championships, and that's yes. where we are. <laughs> Yeah, and unfortunately, I want the players to get what they deserve. I think everybody does. I think we can all agree on that. But at oh. the same time, it's well, come on. <laughs> There's nothing Stop else going on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If we get a good deal out of it, if we get a good CBA out of it, even if it's in a month, even if it's in six months, I think that's going to make it a little easier to say, okay, I guess it was worth it we have some um, version of a full season i think people will forgive and forget if we get yeah. another 2020 obviously 2020 happened because of the most extreme circumstances we have ever experienced right mm -hmm. since world war ii probably as far as yeah. games being disrupted and then if we have another 660 game or fewer or non-season because of a dispute it's just it's going to be so bad for the league so at some yeah. point you know, are the owners willing to poison their own supply to make this happen is kind of, I think, the breaking point. Yeah, I think that's one of the one of the biggest things is that, like, the game really can't 
handle another shortened season or no season because there's yeah. just so much other stuff out there for kids to, you know, do. Yeah. <laughs> that baseball's already dying. The average age of a baseball fan is already 50 years old. Yeah. And if and if so, you know, multiple seasons of kids watching baseball, it's like, no, no, honey, they can't play this year. <laughs> they yeah. can't play this June for whatever reason. Like, you know, that's that that sticks it's like yeah hey you know the the jimmy little jimmy uh not, not our jimmy uh a, a fictional little jimmy you know mm-hmm. who just got into baseball maybe last year because of their dad or something mm-hmm. what is he doing now he's watching the nba all-star game he's watching the olympics he's watching nhl or you know maybe he's just going to the movies or he's do, playing video games or something you know he's not he doesn't have the opportunity to sit down with his dad or mother or anybody else and watch baseball and get hooked on this sport like other people did. And it, I think that's the worst thing about any yeah. kind of work stoppage. Forge, the only you know thing that we have right now that's fortunate, college baseball started. So, you know, I'm not a that's huge true. college baseball person, but I appreciate, you know, tuning in every once in a while. It's mm-hmm. fun. It's, you know, it's, it's a it's great atmosphere. I think it's the biggest thing college baseball provides. And then minor league baseball will be mostly unaffected. Obviously, guys on 40-man rosters will be affected, which is unfortunate because a lot of those guys are significant players. But um, at least, you know, I, I, I live in Richmond, Virginia. We'll have the Flying Squirrels playing starting in April. So small yeah. victory in that sense. Yeah, at least got, got that coming out. Um, I guess speaking of, like, our personal interests is that there's not really a whole lot for me here. I, you know, I guess there's, like, I, I live in New York. There's the Staten Island Yankees mm-hmm. that I guess I could go see, but I don't, I don't care when, about when them. When you got the big league uh, team next to you and they're shutting it down, I'm sure yeah. it hurts even more. <laughs> Bro- Brooklyn Cyclones, okay, that's a meta affiliate, yeah. so we got that. But I, I just, I just borderline at this point, kind of wish I didn't love baseball as much as I do. I, I, I yeah. wish I could just give it up and watch something <laughs> it's because a little painful. They don't deserve it. The, this sport yeah. does not deserve our support. At, the, yeah. at this point in time, you know. Um, but meanwhile, I'm saying this. I know we're on video, but you know, if you're listening, I'm sitting in a room that is painted blue and orange, <laughs> uh, with all my Mets memorabilia around me. So mm-hmm. it's too ingrained in my life, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> you can just say, you know, you're you're a fan of the sport, not fan of the people that run the sport. And you know, like, oh, and yeah. it's not the only sport that deals with this, right? Soccer yeah. fans, soccer fans are as probably agitated with their sport as we are regularly because of FIFA and the very, you know, so many leagues that do very sketchy things. And, you know, it, unfortunately baseball seems to be run in a specific way that makes it worse, but you know, just know we aren't the only ones. Hockey's been through this too. (laughs) Even I'm not a big hockey guy, but I know that's, that's been an experience for them. So we're not alone. I'm a big hockey person and they have had like two work stoppages over the last 20 years. That's a little rough, but also base uh, hockey is really popular. They've got two expansion teams that just came into the league. They're obviously extremely popular outside of America and even in America. They've slowly crept up to like that number three sport in America. So now is their time to shine as well. Uh, well, I guess the other big news, probably the biggest thing that we'd be talking about if we had 
to talk about nothing with the pitchers and catchers being delayed was that we had another retirement. It seems like every time I come on, there is a retirement to talk about. So I, I wonder who's going to retire next week if I come on. <laughs> this week, though, it was Mr. Ryan, Mr. Ryan Zimmerman, who, of course, is Mr. National. Yeah, he uh, played 17 years, 16 seasons because he opted out of 2020. Uh, played his entire career with the Washington Nationals from the minute that they were in Washington. Literally, he was their first draft pick um, and came up pretty quickly. So 1,800 hits. I, I thought he would have been closer to a little to, a little closer to 2K, but I guess not. Uh, 2019 World Series champion, second all-time national war leader behind Max Scherzer, who we mentioned a little while ago. Very surprising considering the, the discrepancy in years played, but... I mean, Zimmerman was just a good player for a really long time on one team. And I think, you know, players that are able to stick around that long for one team. I grew up with Chipper, you know, like watching the Braves. And, you know, I just, those guys have a little bit more of an appreciation. You know, you build an appreciation for those kinds of guys. So, you know, awesome career. You know, he was definitely a worthy kind of cornerstone guy to build around for them. And seeing him win a championship, you know, is was a cool moment, I think, for everyone that's rooted for him from UVA and the rest of Virginia and Washington. Yeah, I guess so. That was, I don't know, begrudgingly one of the cooler moments, I guess, in the 2019 yeah, I, I World mean, Series. For us as fans, you know, <laughs> yeah. not quite the best seeing the Nationals succeed. But, you know, like it, I, the Nationals are fairly inoffensive to me because I am fairly I close to them. But, you know, like, <laughs> it was a fun team, you know. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, and, you know, Zim is fine. He's a good guy. We'll see, you know, maybe if Juan Soto stays in Washington, if he breaks some of those records, because I think it's undoubtable that, you know, Soto is a better hitter, uh, you know, than Zimmerman is. But let, let's see what he does. Um, let's see I know how right long now, he stays there. It, yeah, maybe he's a, a future Met. Uh, we will <laughs> we will talk about that in the next segment. But But yeah, Zim is cool. He, of course, the Nationals are combined with the Expos, so he's not the Nationals, Expos all-time war, uh, hit leader, uh, or war leader, I mean, or anything like that. It's uh, Gary Carter actually is, but he is the Nats slash Expos leader in games played, at-bats, runs, hits, home runs, RBIs, a whole bunch of other things, too. So he outdoes even the Expos uh, greats on that list. So, yeah, I think, like we mentioned, he never... An outstanding player, but always just there. Never really got hurt too much, except I know he had some like back issues a little bit late yeah, in his he career. Had that that mid kind of career pivot because he was kind of a solid third baseman, third baseman and he yeah. lost his kind of had a shoulder injury that kind of forced him to go to first base. Because I don't know if you saw him kind of his in his last year as a third base, he like couldn't throw right. You know, you kind of have like to have like a certain arm slot to play third base and he like couldn't do it. So yeah. that that necessitated him to move to first. But so a yeah. little bit of a little bit of hiccups here and there, but a really a really, you know, Hall of Very Good kind of guy, you know, great, you know, franchise ambassador. Yeah, I think so. He'll probably have his number retired at some point yeah, for, uh, for sure. by the Nats. Um, number 11, I believe he was. So, yeah, that'll probably get uh, raised. I think the Nationals have no retired numbers as well. So, that's, no, that's Jose Vidro, appropriate. Uh, retired numbers. <laughs> uh, Fonzo Soriano. 
Yeah, yeah, there you go. Gotta gotta get those guys. Max Scherzer. There you go. Yeah. Well, Before, well, uh... <laughs> he might actually get there. <laughs> <laughs> at some point, I, I wouldn't be yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if they retire his number at some point. But yeah, Zim's gotta be the first one. Uh, you know, the first nat to have his number retired. Well, let's talk about another nat. We talked about him briefly a minute ago, but Juan Soto, um, arguably face of the franchise now for the Nationals. Jeff Passan earlier this week reported that he turned down a 13-year, $350 million contract extension from the Nationals uh, before the lockout started. That's a lot of money in a lot of years to just say no to. What do you think? It's it's quite a haul, and you know I think no, there's two kind of sides of this, right? I think the natural natural instinct for anyone is to say it's a lot of money, and then the natural instinct for baseball nerds specifically is, oh wow, they're really shortchanging. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's because it's it's weird, yeah. right? Like we're three hundred plus million dollars can look like a little, you know. So small when you start breaking it down, but you know it is. It is. I think it's more of a gauge of what Juan's priorities are, right? Because you know how far away is it? You know what? I think that would be more than Tati Scott, right? Even though, but Juan has been in the league, I think, a couple of years longer. Yeah, Soto has been in the league since um, twenty eighteen, I believe, yeah. when he was only nineteen years old. Yeah, of course, you know the memes. Juan Soto is only nineteen years old. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think it would be more, but also it's thirteen years, and that's going to bring him until his. I I don't know what would that be his age thirty five season or something like mm-hmm. that because what is he now like twenty two? Yeah, so. But also, unlike someone like Wander Franco, who took a huge contract extension, it's kind of Soto's established. Like every year when the Zips projections come out, it's like his comp is always like Ted Williams or something. And yeah. as someone that gets to watch Soto play all the time, uh, along with you, it's like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's Ted Williams, basically. So he's already established, unlike Wander Franco, who just had his rookie year. We've seen rookies flame out a lot. I guess he knows his worth, and he knows if I keep doing what I do, then I'm going to, you know, destroy that number when I eventually sign a contract. Yeah, and I think I think it's the interesting part of it where I think you're going to end up seeing more of these really early extensions like Wander because of situations like this, because if you let a player get this good, right? Like if, if he's already so established and he's like three years out or whatever he is now, right? Like, yeah, he can now start spelling out exactly how much he's actually worth. Mm-hmm. And then now the team is put in a really tough situation because they, they need to come up with a $400 million offer, you know, like yeah. they, cause it's not going to happen unless they don't. So, um, I don't think the Nationals are villains for offering a 22-year-old $360 million or whatever it is they did, but um, you know, it's it's the uh, it's the result of maybe not negotiating in good faith before this for him, or you know what he believes the future of the team may be being. Because if he thinks he can get that anywhere going to take his options and think about his options. Yeah. Like, like I joked about, it, I said future met uh, Juan Soto because who can afford to pay him? Well, Mets can afford to pay him. Probably. I think a lot of teams <laughs> would certainly try. Yeah. Well, he's not a, 
I, I, he's not a free agent until 2025, I believe. Mm-hmm. So he still has, uh, you know, a couple years left to play out. But yeah, it just seems like it's a little too little, a little too late. Because yeah. if they well, were to offer him this before he was established, I think he would accept it. <laughs> yeah, and and then you get the factor of which you know we don't know Soto's motivations yet, right? But yeah. they did just trade a lot of talent. No, sure, they are rebuilding months yeah. ago. So I think I think they're trying to position themselves to get back in the running here. You know, like traded for, they traded. Uh, Scherzer and Turner for two prospects that are immediate contributors or not wait four mm-hmm. years and see what happens contributors. Yeah. But does does Juan Soto believe in Kiebert Ruiz and Josiah <laughs> and Josiah Gray Cavalli and who neither really looked good when they came up last year. Right. I got to be honest. Like and and even if they're solid players, they're not Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Right. So where where are the Nationals? You know, going to be. And is that, you know, he already won a ring with them. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's, I think some people would think, well, he's already got his one. So what's the reason for leaving? And the other side is he already got his one. What's the reason for staying? Mm-hmm. No. So I think it's just a matter of mindset, trying to read what players want. And a lot of players think, you know, uh, want different things and that's fine. Yeah, same here. I he is young enough where you can think, okay, what are the Nats? You know, he can do that mental exercise of what are the Nats going to look like in five years? Because in five years he's only twenty seven. That's still his prime, right? I think they consider like up until twenty nine, like your prime in in baseball, right? I, I would say it's probably a little earlier than it used to be, just because like we're seeing so many more freak show athletes come up when they're twenty one, twenty two, like him and Acuna, and you know. That's yeah, he them. could he could still be top but of the that, game, best player I, in baseball. I think I think anyone that has seen what Soto has done and how he does it, it's like this dude's gonna be terrorizing us as NL East fans for ten plus years unless he gets out. You know, it's oh, yeah. it's, it's this is not this is not a skill set that's going to age poorly. He is going to hit the crap out of the ball. And take his walks and just make all of our lives hell. It was a little shuffle and everything. Yeah, he's going to agitate a lot of pitchers. Yeah, he's he's not a guy. He's not a guy like one of the big knocks on Tatis is that like you know he gives he looks like he's giving a hundred and ten percent on like every play that he makes, and already he's seeing issues with like his shoulder and stuff. Um, so, you know, he's not a player like that. He's just kind of like an effortless natural athlete. And he's got an impeccable eye, which does not go away with age. So So you can definitely see how him and his agent can say, yeah, we can, we can hold out for something better. Yeah. All right. So good for Soto, uh, future Met New York Soto. Maybe if I keep saying (laughs) it, (laughs) if I keep saying it, it'll happen. (laughs) Anywhere but Philadelphia or New York, please. Uh, I half agree, I half agree with you on that. Um, <laughs> all right, so we talked about a couple fun things. One, you know, reality of life that there's no baseball thing. Uh, I guess we should mention two kind of like depressing ish things because they're things that happened during the week and it was things people were talking about. Hmm. Um, there was a ruling on the Eric K case this week. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know what that is, Eric Kay was a former Los Angeles Angels communication director, and he was on trial for 
allegedly supplying the fentanyl, which was in the cause of death of Angels pitcher Tyler Skaggs. Uh, that came up this week. He was found guilty for distributing fentanyl that caused the death of Tyler Skaggs. Uh, he could face up to 20 years in prison. Uh, like I said, depressing, but it is a reality of what's going on right now. What 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 do we think of this horrible situation? Yeah, I think it's just uh, the kind of punctuation on a really sad story, you know, and yeah. Tyler Skaggs. And um, so also a reminder, considering all the factors that we've learned about related to other players, you know, him and the trainer and other players involved in this, that, you know, players are a lot more human than they appear. You know, people have really severe flaws and issues that are really hard to deal with. You know, he obviously pursued something and got something else, but... Um, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just tough. It's a, it's a life lesson kind of thing. Hopefully if there are any, you know, people or players in that kind of position, you know, hopefully this is a, you know, a spark for change for a lot of people, but as far as the mm-hmm. situation for them, you know, it's kind of a, a crappy, crappy ending to that story. I think it was one of the, one of the things on one of the discords I was talking about with people when this came out, it's like, does this shed a light on an issue like this? Because the angels aren't the only ones that have a guy in their system that guys go to and say, Hey, can I get fentanyl, opioids, Coke, you know, anything out like they're not the only one. Is this going to shed a light on and maybe make major league baseball do something about looking into this? Or you think this is kind of going to be a like eh, one time situation Don't worry about it. No, it's 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 a matter of I mean, I'm sure they have a better idea of how many people are doing things like this than us. Right. We know yeah. in different sports how much, you know, like football. Right. Someone's getting hit every day. We know that their body is going to need some form of like pain management or something. And, you know, a lot of guys get hooked on things they probably shouldn't be hooked up on because of that. Baseball is obviously kind of an excruciating sport because of the physical energy it just takes to play so many games. And some guys just might be in it, you know, like, hey, like, you know, this helps me a little bit. And that, you know, addictions occur and however that process happens. But yeah, it would have to be. You know, we learned about Matt Harvey's kind of relevance to this situation and mm. uh, what he might be facing um, as his career might be, you know, his career is already in jeopardy for kind of other reasons, but um, about the problems that he kind of had in New York and then how he related to this situation. So, um, you know, clearly there are guys, and especially with money, you know, there's a lot of money. We, we talk about players and all this money and, you know, all these issues that they might be going through, you know, hopefully there is an enhanced awareness of the problems that they face, you know, with all this access and all these things going on. Yeah, of course, it's I I don't really have much faith, I guess, that it's going to yeah. shed a light on these other situations. I, I said it and I don't think it's that's not obviously not good, but I don't right. I don't think there's really anything that could happen if it was. It's just because people are just going to see it as like a one time thing. Like, yeah, this is a one-time bad situation. Obviously, it's tragedy, but okay, it's an isolated incident, you know? I think that's the way a lot of clubs and way the way Major League Baseball are going to look at it. Like, the, the you know, it's not worth bringing a huge investigation into the sport of baseball, sadly, yeah. which it should be, in my opinion. 
Yeah. So, you know, we have to trust all these people that we said we've already don't trust. So we're in a fortunate situation oh, there. Oh, great. But, <laughs> awesome. you know, um, hopefully, if nothing else, players can take it upon themselves to help the people around them and just of course. You know, um, lift the people up that might be going through some things. Of course. And, you know, obviously I, I said it on the subreddit on the on the thread about this as well. But obviously this is a very serious subject. If anybody out there feels like they have any issues with substance abuse, definitely there are people that you could reach out to. There's the National Substance Abuse Treatment Referral Hotline. You can call them. Somebody will help you reach out to someone. You're not alone in your addiction and your problems. So hopefully nobody else suffers that same fate that happened to the talented Tyler Skaggs. Yeah. Something a little bit lighthearted, uh, not lighthearted, but definitely lighter than the death of a major league pitcher is, you know, you mentioned Matt Harvey. You mentioned that he was on trial in this case. He admitted under oath that he did coke when he was with the Mets back in 2013, possibly 2014, 2012 as well. I guess as a Mets fan, I, you know, and, yourself as a as a nationals fa- uh, braves fan sorry uh we both know a lot about matt harvey mm. is, is this shocking to you that harvey did coke when he was a Matt? um I, no and i think you know if we're talking about drug use among baseball players i have to imagine that this is a lot more of a big deal than probably league and its players let on you know like i said it's it's talking about a dude who peaked as a 23, 24-year-old in the city of New York, you know, was a superstar, had a lot of money coming toward him, mm-hmm. and, you know, like, th- he cannot be the only dude that likes to party in with millions of dollars in New York City or Los Angeles or wherever these places are, right? So, you know, it's, he was such a unique character, you know, in a certain way, where it's like, yeah, like, you could, I, I think, I think he had that partying like he was on the New York Post, you know, a few times for his party antics, and you know, out on the town a few times, right? Supermodel, and that's just the reality. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He kind of just had that vibe. That's not super shocking, and you know, like when it's not killing someone, you know, drug use like that is not as it doesn't feel as serious, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, clearly, you know, people at the top of their craft can be going through some things, or you know. It's not going to stop them from pitching necessarily super well, but it might, you know, cause some things like this to happen later on. And the the yeah. bloody nose pictures were were kind of, ugh, you know. I was going to say, weird. speaking of you know pitching well, there there was that infamous game in 2013. I believe it was against the White Sox, mm-hmm. uh, where he almost had a perfect game, and that was the bloody nose game. He's just got wow, blood running down his nose. Yeah, and it kind of makes you – it was always kind of a cool moment as, like, a Met fan because it was like, look at this guy. He's not letting anything stop him. But now it's like, yikes. It's it's probably a little peek into what watching baseball in 1982 or whatever was like, right? Where it's like, I'm sure everyone that had a free agent contract by that point was like, yeah, 
Like, let's 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 get ready to play. <laughs> who who <laughs> is know, the guy like... that slid into second base and had the coke vials in the, his back pocket? I I know who you're talking is about. Like I don't Lou know Whitaker, name. I want to say. I don't Why know. is that name sticking out in my head? I'm sorry, Lou, if it's not you. I think, I think Lonnie Smith and Keith Lonnie Hernandez. Smith? There you and, go. Yeah. Yeah, like I, there were some of those names that you know were were pretty well associated with the the cocaine era. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think it just the 80s were cocaine era in every sport. I think NBA got hit the hardest by that, but yeah, yeah, it's a uh, there was the drug trial, the coke trials yeah. and stuff that Keith was involved in as well. So yeah, lot lot of lot of kind of was like that a little bit, but you know, yeah, I mean, I don't think you know to, going back to the 80s. You know, you look at you know keeping it with the Mets. You look at a guy like Daryl Strawberry and like Doc Gooden who ruined their careers because of drugs. I don't think you can like look at Harvey and have that same kind of reaction though. Like it's tough. So I guess it's that kind of positive comes out of it is where it's like yeah. okay, well at least Harvey didn't ruin his life because of drugs. Like he was just kind of ruined because of injuries. Yeah, I right? mean thoracic outlet is like yeah, Tommy John and thoracic outlet, which is like how do, <laughs> how do you possibly? have a career after that because and he I was, has somehow you know he did make free agent yeah. money after having those things which is i guess a credit to how talented he is uh, it's maybe more of an indictment about his way he viewed the sport you know clearly if you're doing cocaine on game day then you know either you needed it to reach a certain level or you didn't necessarily care about reaching that level it's one of the two right you're either using to get amped up or you're just just really like cocaine <laughs> um, because so. maybe, maybe it's like my fault for listening to too much new york sports talk radio but yeah. like i heard people putting him in the same conversation with like doc and dwight and it's like no am i on yeah. an island here that it's like no 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 his career was ruined because of injuries not because yeah. of drug addiction <laughs> yeah. so can we can we just separate that for I, th- a I think i think there's going to be a critical kind of uh point of view about you know him him being the personality he was and the things that he did but yeah i think ultimately the downfall of matt harvey was not uh you know his drug use or even his association with this trial it's going to be you know one of the best pitchers on earth having some of the worst injuries that are possible so yeah um, he's uh, definitely one of my favorite met pitchers of all time that the 2013 peak of his was just it was something else especially there and it's him, him and Jose yeah. Fernandez were best pitchers oh on earth. It yeah. was Jose <laughs> and, Fernandez and Matt Harvey were supposed to be in the same free Asian class. Yeah. And they were supposed and, to get millions and millions of dollars and, and look what happened. I think there was like two other really good talented young players that were supposed to be free agents as well. Like one mm-hmm. that still was good, but I forgot who it was. Great. But, yeah, yeah. Good show prep by me. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it just, you know, Talented players. I mean, I think Jose Fernandez's situation was, you know, derailed by not too dissimilar things, you know, when that crash oh, yeah. happened. So, um, you know, we just had to root for our favorite players to make wise decisions. You know, even if even if they like doing fun things, you know, make the right decisions and you know keep the people around you safe as much as you possibly totally. can with that much money and influence. And it's about knowing yourself, knowing if you need help, listening to those around you, getting help if people say you do. So, you know, again, 
want to remind everybody out there that, you know, people can help you and people do care about you if you are struggling with those sort of things. Exactly. <sighs> all right. Well, thanks for talking about all this really not good news and then talking tremendous, about. Yeah. And then <laughs> Zimmerman. <enough>. Yeah. <laughs> Well, hopefully there's well, more good news on the horizon and uh, we can yeah. reconvene and we'll talk about that. Yep. Hopefully we got some good news coming up this week. Uh, they are meeting every single day, ideally coming up. So maybe we'll have a new CBA at some point this week and we'll talk about it next week. Fingers crossed. Um, but Dylan, thank you for coming and hanging out with me and, and talking about baseball for a little bit. Thanks for coming on. No problem. All right, well, everybody stay tuned past the music break because we've got Nime and Otter Hooligan. We're going to talk to Zelk from the Fake Baseball subreddit. Stick around for that interview. I am Nime, and I am joined uh, to talk about the fake baseball. Uh, since there's no real baseball to talk about, I'm here to talk about fake baseball with uh, uh, Zelk. How's it going, Zelk? Oh, it's going pretty well. And uh, newly minted our baseball mod, Otter Hooligan. How's it going, Otter? How, hey, are, you, uh, how are you liking being in our baseball mod? <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty fun. Mod Slack's a lot of fun. A lot of new faces yeah. to get to now. So. Uh, uh, congratulations, by the way, on on that, on your selection. I know there was, a, there was a long selection process, Thanks. and uh, and uh, <laughs> the right people were chosen. Um, let's uh, talk about fake baseball. Uh, so I'll I'll just toss it to to both of you. Uh, what exactly is fake baseball? Um, so fake baseball is started up a few years ago um, by one of the Arfilly mods. Um, and it's basically a game based around baseball where you're trying to um, actively compete against other people in a guessing game. Um, so, you know, you have basically the rules of baseball. Um, you have a team of nine versus a team of nine. Uh, you have a pitcher going up against batters. Uh, the pitcher throws out a number and the batter swings a number. And then based on how close you are to that pitcher's number, uh, you get a result of anything from home run, triple, double, single, walk, fly out, uh, strike out, and then ground out or pop out ground outs um and then we just play through a six inning ball game over 10 days and okay so so essentially yeah so essentially you're you're guessing it and and how are sort of the rosters constructed and and stuff like that uh so we get the a couple of gms out there um we have 30 different teams right now um gms go around they either do free agency after every season um there's a we do a uh mlb draft style and then uh Basically, you construct a roster around uh, 17 people, and then you put your uh, best nine out there and play. Uh, and uh, and the rosters are just like they're they're random people. People just uh, how how do how does how does one get involved in fake baseball? Uh, the best way to get involved, I guess, uh, we do a yearly sign up uh, kind of at the end of the season. Um, we do a big post about saying um, welcoming new members. You sign up, you play a fake college ba- baseball, um, where teams get to scout you, kind of get to know you as a person. Um, join our Discord, join our subreddit, go through different stuff. Um, we have teams that do like interviews with players. They, you know, ask a bunch of questions about stuff. We get uh, people doing media pieces where they interview players, um, kind of self, um, self get their get their names out there, get um, teams interested in them, and it's just uh, random people from all across uh, different subreddits. 
Uh, so we got a mix of people from, you know, uh, any of the baseball subreddits. Some people who don't even care about baseball for the most part, but they just saw um, something and they thought it was interesting and joined. Cool. So, so I see your job is uh, uh, league operations manager. What does that mean? <laughs> uh, Honor, if you want to take that one. Yeah. Um, so the way the leadership group kind of breaks down is we have um, moderators who are responsible for like the community and the subreddit and the Discord server. Um, Zelk and I are both league operations managers. So we're more on the gameplay side of things. Um, so that's interpreting the rulebook, uh, trying to rebalance like ranges uh, for different player archetypes in the offseason, putting um, up a draft, anything along those lines. And then we have a couple other jobs that are like text and they're more specific. So um, one person has to wrangle all of the uh, volunteer umpires that help run games. Um, we have somebody that runs the website. Um, we have a media manager to try and help people like create media media articles, uh, podcasts, anything like that. Um, yeah. So Zuck and I um, and another player, Superbone, um, are the three. And how did managers. how did you get involved in the first place? I know, like, obviously, you had to you work your way to League Ops Manager. What what uh, <laughs> how, like how did you what what drew you to fake baseball in the first place? Um, for me, it was uh, Jaybird kind of harassed me as soon as I got added to the Phillies mod group, and then kept asking me every couple months until I eventually gave in. Um, and that was in December 2019. Um, and I signed in, so I signed up in the middle of the season, um, which you can always do. We always have, uh, running like list of free agents. Um, and I think you can sign, uh, sign with the team until session 14, um, out of 16, we play 16 games in the regular season. Um, and yeah, I've been with the, the fake A's ever since. And then I signed up, uh, at the start of the season four back in uh, the summer of 2019, um, I got involved into it in there, uh, joined in, played through the normal fake college baseball, um, played in through the draft, got drafted 13th overall, and then proceeded to kind of get more involved in the re- league over the next few months and eventually got to uh, league leadership. Awesome. Yes. I mean, that it, it sounds like it's uh, an interesting time. I've, I have every so often, I mean, I'm, I'm very sort of on the periphery of this. A lot of my friends do it, including y'all um, who are, are involved in, in, in this. So I'm, I'm always just like seeing and hearing about it and, and never participating. What, uh, what, I guess what keeps you coming back? What, what, like, why do you, you know, you've been doing this for, for almost three years now. What, uh, what keeps you interested in, in doing this, you know, I pretty much like takes up a, a significant portion of your time. It seems. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I was going to say for me, it's, it's definitely the community. Um, and like, you know, just the friends I've made, um, like every team has their own server, uh, like their own team server. And, uh, the fake Oakland A's server is just full of like a lot of really good. I was in that server for like a week or two. Years. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I left. left. I think I got kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> just it's fine. I'm not mad. I, I never leave Discord servers. I think I, I think I, got kicked out. I usually just mute it's fine. them. It's fine. I'll send you your invite back after we get off this. 
Um, but yeah, like we do Jackbox nights. Um, like we have a D and D campaign with some people on the team that's been running for over a year now. Um, it's like for my team at least, it's it's more of a group of friends that just happen to play this game um, than anything else. So and then I keep coming back because uh, it's probably one of the best online baseball communities I've been part of. Um, my team is not as exciting as the Oakland A's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my Cincinnati Reds are not as active. Uh, I think we have a few people who have never messaged uh, in our server. Um, so we have a notorious name, uh, n- notorious uh, um, reputation for that. But uh, it keeps coming back to it because I love discussing with a lot of people in the community. I mean, probably some, I talk to them much more often than I talk to family or actual in real life friends. Um, sure. So it's been pretty great uh, three years and a lot of great people in the community. Uh, cool. Do you have any like specific, uh, stories, things that, uh, you know, th- fun things that have happened through the community or through, uh, you know, through the games, I guess. Um, I think <laughs> there's a, that's a load. Of, uh... that's, a knowing, that's a knowing laugh that I heard. Yeah. <laughs> well, like the, <laughs> the other part is, um, it can be sometimes a dramatic community. So there've been like some events that when you look back at it, just, seem absurd uh in hindsight that yeah i don't i really really yeah, know how, how do to i go into this to like <laughs> four years of lore now um with all these different teams and, and people have been playing forever uh, i'll tell you because yeah we we, we had a yeah. similar sort of conversation when we talked about the off-season simulation uh, a few episodes ago and i'm, I'm actively mm-hmm. involved in that one so like i i had my own stories to give <laughs> but there is there is definitely a lot of lore yeah. and and you know in that community we've got a uh uh slack server that's been running for five or six years now it's just like there are there are in jokes that i don't even get and i've been here since day one of, of the slack at least so i get it there's there's a lot of lore sometimes he's like all right so how do i explain uh you know yeah yeah even just um going into like the schism is a good one i think um which was before oh, my time yeah, before my time but... as well so yeah, I think there were some players that either weren't happy with the way the league was being run or like wanted to expand the rules or something and others disagreed. So a couple people like broke off and formed their own league. Um and there's a lot of overlap between the two. Um now, at what point at what point will, will kind of uh, like... the leagues merge and become major league fake <laughs> baseball? <laughs> <laughs> um I mean it's like there's a lot of overlap between the two communities, um, but there are differences. And like our teams are all based off of real um, or historical MLB teams. Like, for example, we have the Expos instead of the Nationals still. Um, and we have the Houston Colt 45s instead of the Astros. Um, and theirs are all like names that are entirely original. I think their calculator is just like a lot more complicated for how they calculate results. Um, as well as like base running and stuff. Ours is pretty straightforward. Um, and yeah, but like a lot, like we both play in both leagues, so it's totally fine. I'm actually up to bat. <laughs> I'm actually up to bat right now in the other league. I'm just kind of waiting to think about what I want to swing first, but. Um... <laughs> yeah, Zuck's, Zuck's actually good at this game. I'm kind of not. Uh, so how, do you, yes. how, do you, how, how do you be good at, at this game? Uh, I, I, like, was, that's what I'm not understanding. <laughs> it sounds uh, like, it pure sounds like dumb luck. Just, just pure dumb luck. 
Um, well, okay. So there's like a lot of, I don't know. You can just go up there and like swing a random number every time. I know people like will ask their wife to pick a number between one and a thousand and like pitch that or swing that. Um, it's, it's really kind of like a cat and mouse game though. On the pitching side, you're trying to just like put together a string of numbers that are going to be unpredictable. And then on the batter side, you're trying to guess what the pitcher swung. Um, and then the fun part of that is because the pitch, the swing, the result, um, they're all either numeric or like could be enumerated. You can do a lot of fun data analysis type stuff. Um, looking for patterns in what pitchers have done before. Like if, um, you know, Zelk pitches a number between one and 100 and 150, what does he usually throw after that? Um, and teams build out, build out like whole scouting systems through super intense Google Sheets um, and websites and Discord bots to <laughs> just try and like actually be good at the game you know well, like i've seen there's a there's a fake baseball reference <laughs> um for <laughs> that's yes that is a real thing <laughs> uh do you have, like, you have your own war calculation um, yeah yeah yes yeah um we have uh dove does all the the league stats and like you know there's the typical ones you'd expect like batting average and slugging um, but then because we've got also like all our data points are numbers, um, we can create our own stuff, like uh, just average diff as an example. Um, and I know his spreadsheets, I've looked at them. They're kind of intense and scary and I'm afraid to touch them. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. You can kind of get out of the community what you want to, if that's going to be making a podcast just to talk about some number guessing or running intense data analysis or learning how to code a so. website uh, because you want to learn how to code a website. Yes. Uh. <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> I did that in about a week from scratch uh, before the season. Which, what did you build? Uh, a website uh, swing 420.com. Uh, <laughs> yes. It was definitely so cool. When I <laughs> uh, awesome. Is there uh yeah, I, I feel like I feel like there's so much more to dig into here, and I just don't know where to where to dig specifically. There really is, um, and like I don't know. I think that's kind of the great part is if all you want to do is show up like once or twice a week and swing a number and Reddit comment. That's all you have to do. And if you want to dive in and learn a new programming language, and you know start D&D campaigns in your team server like you can do that too it's it's really flexible and what you want to get and out we have of it people from all over like all chalks of life all you know we have people from was it japan singapore um germany austria um denmark england um portugal like i haven't heard anybody from south america yet i don't know Otter, if you know anybody from south america i really hope that somebody is um Oh, but I know no, we're, we're pretty, we're getting pretty international <laughs> with it too, which is a lot of fun. Australia, of course, how could I forget, you know, the fact that I have, I just signed an yeah, Australian. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's weird because you can get, you can do it lightly where like, that's where a lot of my team is, where it's just, you know, you get pinged on Reddit, you throw in a number, 
you get a result, you get happy about, you know, good results, you get mad about uh, or sad about bad results. And then you have other teams where they, you know, they'll yep. sit there and talk about how to how to build a website to properly show heat maps of how a pitcher <laughs> throws numbers. And then the guy in the pitching chat could just be like, hey, I read this bottle of soap. It said 348, throw 348. Like just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can try to, it's, yep. it's yeah, the perfect game once... of trying to understand how people <laughs> think about, yeah, just think, think about numbers. Yeah. Do you yeah. do you have a minor league? Is yeah. that what I'm seeing right now on the page? Because I'm seeing a bunch of names that are not major league baseball teams. What are these? Yeah, so there's the major league teams, which are all mapped to like an MLB franchise, we'll say. And then typically there's also minor leagues, which are used to do like player development and also because <laughs> like, yeah, I, just, I, just, like, I don't understand <laughs> the concept of player development if it's just never catching. <laughs> um so typically like as a player when you sign up right you pick um if you're gonna be a pitcher or a batter um and then there's different like archetypes for each one so you can have as a as a batter you can be more contact focused and have like a bigger on base range or you can be more power focused and have like a smaller range but like if you're within 50 you're hitting a home run um and it kind of goes from like a whole bunch of different like nuances to I think we have like 10 builds on each side um and then you also have to pick uh what positions you want so each player gets two positions when they start become a catcher and a first baseman um I don't know what you want to I'm second base shortstop Um, is what I am (laughs) yeah and then um you can go play games in the minors to earn credits to spend and with those, you can buy a third position to give your GM more flexibility when you're building um, a lineup and like when you need to make position changes for subs during the game, um, you can use it to change your player name. Um, you can spend credits to do that. You can change your archetype to go from like max homers to basic contact, um, stuff like that. Yeah, and it also gives the opportunity to play with uh, different teams. Like this year, it's it's a shared team, um, so two major league teams share a minor league team. So my team, the Reds, play with the Colorado Rockies, and we are referred to as the Red Rocks Red Rocks. Um, and also has like one of the best logos I've seen. Uh, yeah, and also <laughs> we forgot to mention how great of graphic designers we have in the league. Oh my gosh, some of these guys are just incredible. Yes. Yeah, um, super creative. Yes, and my team is paired up with the fake Royals, and we are the Taco Bells, like Bell, like, like Albert Bell. Yes. Uh, I was gonna say beauty. Yeah. Come on, we're talking baseball about baseball. Podcast. <laughs> Albert Bell. <laughs> um. Yeah, like in the minors, um, batters like like an, a major league batter can pitch, or um, a major league pitcher can bat. So, like one of our best batters on my minor league team is one of my pitchers um and kind of kills me that i can't put him in a normal lineup (laughs) (laughs) um or like you know i i once threw a a no hitter in a in a minor league game and that was really fun um but i would never do so in the majors it's (laughs) way too stressful yeah (laughs) pitching is its own special kind of hell And I don't think uh, we, we can really capture how wrapped up into games you can get. Like, there's nothing more nerve-wracking than a oh, God, bottom yeah. of the sixth runners in scoring position, two outs. 
that is like the most yep. emotional state you'll ever get about a game that matters like absolutely no reason to your real life. <laughs> like um, my team has this infamous game back. It was, was it season six or season five? We came back from like a down by five runs with two outs and we won the game and it, mm-hmm. and to just see everything that played out over the course of, it was like two days that uh, we took to get this game wrapped up. Um, and to just see it slowly climb back. Okay, we have two outs. Oh, we get a runner on. Oh, we get a home run. Okay, yeah. now we're down by like two. Oh, we get another home run. Okay, yeah. there's no way we get another run across in this in this two out situation. And you're just sitting there like in emotional <laughs> state, waiting for somebody that you've talked to maybe a few times in 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 you know DMs um, about to swing a number, and you have no idea what's going to happen. And <laughs> and i have lost so many days of work to just you know staring at a screen going come on just just really i need this to come through yes um yep. i mean we even yes. had we even had a retired guy say at one point he's like i can't even <laughs> retire and get away like if i had to go away from this league you would have to ban me to stop paying attention and getting so amped up about how a game goes and, <laughs> uh, yeah how do you how do you decide on like MVP and, and awards at the end of this is it like is it like a voting committee or is it just like based on statistical completely? Uh, there is a voting committee. Uh, our awards association, uh, for the most part, helps kind of narrow down the uh, the awards, and then we put it to kind of more of a public vote, or we do a public um, um, kind of say, hey, who do you want to have on the ballot, and then we give it to the awards association. Kind of depends on how um, the administration runs it. So Otter and I will be discussing that in probably about three months from now we actually have to start uh we have to start planning the all-star games uh, yeah. too, uh, <laughs> watch watch as my weekend my weekend uh, off um, s- suddenly turns into me trying to figure out how to do an all-star game again <laughs> um, uh, but yeah i think we we just agreed to like uh minimum like plate appearances uh for player for batters and innings pitch uh, for pitchers and you know from there we'll usually put together like a list of players that are eligible and put their stats next to their name and just do like a google form um and have players vote yeah i don't think we can emphasize enough how much uh, google's online stuff really saves us as a league from doing <laughs> i the no the league would completely disappear if not for like google sheets <laughs> I, and I, google forms. again you know i i, I think i don't remember if i mentioned the trailer on game already on the show but uh, uh when when <laughs> We, when we built that, it was all uh, by hand on a sheet, uh, and then we automated it, and then it got mm-hmm. a lot more automated to the point where it's, uh, whew, whew, that game worked a lot better now than it did before. <laughs> it's, uh, I get it. Yeah, no, I I taught myself Python because I was so sick of using Google Sheets on mobile. I'm like, nope, I'm not doing this anymore, and decided to like learn how to write Discord bots to do the various things that my team needed. Yeah. And see, yeah. see Otter's <laughs> sitting here learning how to do coding with Python and all that, and then my team just goes, let's swing this number, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> and guess who yeah. had more wins last season, Otter? <laughs> you did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's not exactly working for us right now, is it? <laughs> That's a lie. My team just scored four runs against the Mariners, which always feels good. We've got good division rivals in this league, too. The divisions so. are the same as, as real life, I presume? Yeah. 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 Um, but I would I would definitely say like the A's Mariners games is some of my favorite just because, you know, it's very heated. We have a lot of like history between our two teams. Um 
yeah, yeah. it's it's also kind of amazing <laughs> the the amount of people who stick around in the league so like you do kind of get those storylines of tif- different teams and you know some teams will lose a couple of players and then a couple of teams will you know cut a couple of players at the end of the season but they're still kind of like a general core to most teams year to year um so you know all the guys as, as you play them more often you're like okay you know here's this person you know how that they are you can sit there and uh, tra- trash talk with them i mean like the toronto houston thing has been going on for uh, like literal years at this point um so it's kind of fun to see how how teams can develop uh friendships and then keep trash talking each other as well and uh like as far as sort of playoffs and championship stuff or how does how does that work or how's like at the you know at the end of the season what uh what happens <laughs> uh so we took the expanded playoffs before <laughs> Uh, the MLB decided to do ex- <laughs> uh, so yeah we do do a playoffs we do a wild card and then uh, division winners and all that and kind of I, th- I think it's a is it a 10 team or a 12 team yeah, playoffs that we do um I know the top two in each week get a bye and then I think there's three games wild card weekend and that's counting and I don't do good <laughs> math so <laughs> Um, I think it's two wild card teams. All right, maybe we don't have expanded players. I thought we did. But... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, that. Uh, that, like I said, that's like three months from now. It's it's, it's this. Yeah, that's, that's the, the season's probably. last because right, so we have the the sixteen game, sixteen session schedule, and then each session is uh, ten days long. So we're talking, you know, like a full baseball season in days total wise sure, by yeah. the end of it. Um, so a lot of our stuff we yeah. get, you know, we address as it comes up and then we have to go back through, you know, months of, of stuff to figure out what uh, we did previously and then propose it. So like a lot of the stuff I don't know just offhand, but I know where to find it. But uh, yep. yeah, at, at the end of the season, you get the playoffs, you get, you know, um, and then if you don't make the playoffs, we do do a tournament to kind of say, here's, you know, here's something to do for the next uh, 30 days while we decide who's the, the winner of the championship. Uh, so you get a little side tournament yes. and, and the, um, those games always get fun too. Do the, do the uh, uh, championship yes. team get like dollar store rings? <laughs> you go to AliExpress <laughs> and you get like a whole, uh, a whole bag of them. <laughs> uh, the winners actually get a supplemental draft. Egg, oh. oh no, no. We're t- we're t- that was, that's for um, the, the side tournament. We're talking about the, the, the main championship. Oh, the, uh, oh yeah. The paper yeah, cups. You, the paper cup. You win that. Yeah, you don't really get anything too special besides like, uh, hey, you're the best team. You get to brag. Yeah. You and get to and brag, you roll in the Discord. That's I mean, really... I, oh, I haven't seen too many. That's the most important thing. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> I think yeah, there yeah. is a uh, yes. there's a certain channel just for people who have previously won the paper cup. So I will never get to see it. Uh, I wouldn't know that. Would <laughs> no, I? No, wouldn't know it. <laughs> I think I only know it because I made it as a moderator. <laughs> Yeah, my team did make it to the Paper Cup in season five. That was really fun, um, but we lost, and that was not fun. <laughs> Somehow you get wrapped up emotionally in a game that has no applicability to your your actual life. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yep. I don't know. You, you know, you got the friendships. You yes. got the, like those are those are applicable for sure. Oh you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. There's yeah, again, like, like I said, I've, I've made yeah. I've made friends through through these baseball communities that I have been friends with for five six seven years so like i get it yeah i think uh we just keep saying like oh none of this actually matters more is like 
or a migrant <laughs> oh, no, squirrel. No, no. Oh, I get it. I agree. Because we have, again, I've, I've been in these, uh, again, similar situations where I've gotten in like fights with people. It's like, this is a, this is a game on Reddit. Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. yes, absolutely. Um, there's like a whole mechanic, right? Where when you get pinged for your bat, um, you have 12 hours to respond. Otherwise you get issued an auto and being very stubborn. I've made sure my team has never autoed as long as I've been in charge of it. Um, but also like I make a point every single night before I go to bed to make sure that there's either a sub ready to go if it does happen <laughs> or like, you know, just, just the amount of sleep you end up losing over stuff. Really, really dumb stuff like this. <laughs> Man, um, you're really making Kuhan want to want to join really the sleep. Yeah. You're really <laughs> selfish to him. <laughs> I feel like I've he been was, asked about was, a half a dozen times. Yeah. So it's, it's not, he, he was discussing before, and you're on the outskirts, and I now you're just only, pushing him. And only a couple of those were from me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's just from like a like a gm side of things right um like i am the co-gm for the big a's and selps the gm for the reds um and that's like a lot more involvement but like as a player you don't really have to worry about that unless you want to nag your gm i always appreciate players that do that <laughs> see, as a, yeah see as a person who runs things on reddit sometimes i i don't i'm like Shit, please just like don't talk to me so i get it i feel i feel like i'm the very opposite here <laughs> so, yeah but you get to choose the 16 people who can bother you so like you get to choose who you, yes. who's going to bother you at the end of the day like i, I choose to make the people not bother me <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. This, this is why your team <laughs> doesn't talk to anybody <laughs> ever. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I traded for a guy earlier this week. He still hasn't yet to read my message on Discord. Uh, but he had a whole bunch, so you know what? <laughs> oh, yeah. one knows him. Mr. Uh, Mr. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. That's yeah. a, that's a, that, that is a name yeah. that's familiar to me. Yeah. yeah, he got pinged, swung in twenty seconds, yeah. hit a home run. You know, <laughs> great debut for the Reds for us. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, is there? Do you do you have a, a, a DHs in the league or, or the pitchers bat? We do have a universal DH, um, um, but you can bat pitchers if you prefer that. Um, that is kind of a so there's the archetypes sure. exist, and then the pitchers have a, a batting archetype, which is a little weaker. You know at least have it realistic um in that season you know we're gonna get somebody who's gonna be like oh but there is the two-way player yeah okay go run the numbers on that uh, and come back to me on it um but so yeah we have a dh for the most part but i have played my pitcher who likes to bat and i've gotten hits with it and you will never get more excited than somebody who's not supposed to get a hit getting a hit it's like it's like a, a real pitcher getting a hit <laughs> Um, so I do have my Zach Grinky in the in, in case I need to sub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Is there is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you think people should know? Uh, once again, how much lore do you want to go? With? <laughs> I, uh, I guess I guess yeah, it'd be unfair if we didn't uh, also mention some of the side communities that have sprung up from uh, the original fake baseball. We've had, of course, you mentioned the, the schism where. Um, baseball by the numbers exists. Uh, there's also fake college football, which is a 1v1 um, playing a football game against each other um, through a bot on Reddit, which is pretty cool. Um, 
there's like fake hockey, there's fake basketball, there's fake soccer, and just a bunch of kind of spring offs from it. There's uh. there's fake chops, <laughs> like the TV show yeah. with cooking. Yes, yeah, so, so like people just took the <laughs> idea that Jaybird came up with for a, you know a Reddit based number sport and just went nuts with it. There's there's so many. I'm in like way too many servers on Discord. Uh, at one point, there was a fake rock, paper, scissors where you literally just got pinged and said, you're playing rock, paper, scissors against this guy, go. Uh, is, that even, is that even fake at that point? It's just, it's just rock, paper, scissors. It's just like rock, paper, scissors. All right. Well, you don't want to call it Discord, right? You know, Discord, rock, paper, scissors. No, you got to keep with, yeah. keep with the brand at least. Yeah, I think there's, oh, there's fake survivors survivor, too. Yeah. Um, there's werewolf. Um, I don't know if that's like exactly the same vein, but it's a lot of the same people involved in the community. Um, there's yeah, there's like a whole bunch of fake sports and other and also rock paper scissors, which is not fake, this. very much real. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baseball's real too. I'm, as much as the lockout seems to be dragging on. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> no, it's fine. What I'm saying is, you're not playing baseball. You're playing a game based on baseball. Whereas with rock paper scissors, hey, you're hey. just choosing rock paper or scissors. That's how the game works. Hey, hey, the Tigers aren't playing real baseball right now either. So I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's fair enough. <laughs> Um, all right, so yeah, if you wanna uh, if you wanna watch the games, if you wanna get involved, the subreddit is r slash fake baseball. Um, all the stuff is on the sidebar. If they have any like questions or stuff like that, is there is there a place to ask those? Is that like is there a thread in there somewhere or? Um, we can actually put one up uh, when this podcast goes live, and if anybody's interested, uh, feel free to ask questions there. Joining the Discord server is also a good move if you want to get involved. There's the game is run through Reddit. Discord is definitely optional, but the more active you're on there. Um, the more likely teams are going to want to pick you up. And so. all that is on the sidebar. Uh, is it all there on, on new Reddit too? I, I don't know how to check that again. <laughs> I want to say yes. I don't know if that's true, but uh, if it's, it's definitely not, there on old Reddit. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, sorry, new Reddit? I am checking new Reddit. It's, it's there on new Reddit as well. So if you, if whatever, whatever version of Reddit you are on, uh, you can you can uh, check all that stuff out on the sidebar of fake baseball. Uh, Zelk Otto, thanks so much for joining me and chatting about fake baseball. Yeah, thanks for having us. And uh, we are going to kick it now, I presume, to the outro. So uh, stick around and listen to that. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. And thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. The executive producer of Our Baseball Weekly is Lewis. And our production administrator is Christine. Our intro was hosted by myself, Maz, and I was joined by Dylan. Naim and Otter Hooligan had the interview with Zelk from the Fake Baseball subreddit. Naim also edited today's episode. Our theme music, as usual, was composed by Chuck Lace. We release every Monday at about 1 a.m. Eastern. Thank you so much for listening again, and we will see you next week. <laughs>